Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Fortune Man Podcast, Navigating Life and Relationships. I hope you had an amazing day and I hope you enjoyed the previous episode. So yesterday we started off on the Fortune Love series and anyone who's been able to listen to day one, let me know, like I said, in the poll at the end of the podcast, what you thought. It's day two and today we're looking at never ending disputes, the 50-50 phenomenon. Now I've counseled and spoken to a lot of guys as well as girls on the issue of disagreements and disputes in a relationship and it's often very interesting to hear it from different perspectives people are completely scared and taken aback by the idea of disagreeing or disputing with someone they love other people are trying to understand what frequency of disagreeing and you know having disputes is okay some other people are completely convinced of the fact that you must disagree and you must have disputes in order to be in a good relationship so today we're going to be you know demystifying some of those myths we're going to be upholding some at the end of the day we're just bringing you the wisdom from the bible as regards disputes within a romantic relationship concept and context right so let's get right into it So talking about disputes and the 50-50 phenomenon, one thing that is important for everyone to know is that it is perfectly 100% normal to have disputes in a healthy relationship and marriage. It is actually expected. Now, one of the things that we must remember is that two people coming together to say they love themselves, that they have found common ground and they have found that they share similar interests and have gotten to that point of loving themselves does not in any way mean that the entirety of their backgrounds are shrouded. If anything, it is even going to be made more manifest in that particular relationship because this person feels safe with you this person feels you know secure and so they feel safe enough to open up themselves so in opening up ourselves you know with a significant other whether a boyfriend or a fiance or a husband one of the things you must realize is that everyone is coming from a different background and that means different upbringing different understanding of different things different perceptions different abilities of to judge you know and bringing all of these things together under the same roof you know at the end point of marriage you're bringing it you know into a partnership like a relationship there is bound to be clashes there is bound to be you know differences here and there the most important thing is really how we choose to you know face this dispute and this disagreement so the first thing i really wanted you to know is that it is 100 normal to have disputes in your relationship as a matter of fact it's a mark that your relationship is healthy and i'll tell you why Think about it, you wouldn't necessarily bother to go back and forth with a stranger or someone you couldn't care, care less about, right? Someone you will see something, you say, Oh, this thing is blue, a stranger will come and say it is red. Chances are that, yeah, you're not going to go back and forth, especially when you can see clearly that the person is intentionally trying to be obtuse. Now, when it comes to the people that we love, because of how safe and secure we feel with them, because we feel that our thoughts, our opinions are safe for this person, if they said it was blue and you knew it was red, the chances are that you'd be like, Oh, no, baby, it's, it's actually blue. And the person will say it's red and then you say it's blue and then you guys go back and forth. Some other people would actually say, okay, no problem. And then they will sit it out. But what I want you to know is that every single time you get to a point in a relationship where there is no disagreement whatsoever, there is no dispute, it is important that you check the health of the relationship. I'm not saying that it is impossible to have a relationship where there is zero dispute or disagreement, although I would question that. But I'm saying that if you get to a point where both of you have become unbothered about talking through issues that concern two of you 
it is definitely a, a cry for help right in in, in counseling whether relationship or marriage they will definitely ask how, how how often do you fight and when you fight how do you resolve because it's important that there is a method to disagreeing and having disputes so in essence i'm saying that it is 100 normal however the frequency of it speaks to the health of your relationship and we'll get talking about that very very soon but it's important that you also know that as you grow together with this person it should definitely reduce because one of the things with growing in intimacy with someone is that you grow in understanding of the person and growing in understanding of the person means that you begin to understand what they deem to be okay what they deem to be not okay you get to understand what where their stance is on several issues and so you know what not to say or what to say but if the longer time you're spending with someone, the disputes are increasing. And this is me speaking about a relationship context because if you're in a marriage, no matter how much disputes or disagreements you have, you must find a way to work around your work theory. But if you're in a relationship and you find that as the years go by in that relationship, rather than disputes reducing, they keep increasing. And that is speaking negatively to the health of the relationship. And you might ask why? We'll get to it in point two. Now, one of the big things that often causes disputes and disagreements in relationships and marriages is the idea of unmet expectations. It's not actually an idea, it's a reality. People have expectations that they expect their significant others to meet and they just don't meet it. For example, a woman who is expecting a 50-50 kind of relationship will definitely get angry when her partner is giving 30 rather than 50. And same thing with a man. We all come into like partnerships with our own ideas of what is acceptable or what is right. I'll give you a very, 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 very practical example. I grew up in a home where I saw my dad only once in my whole life cooking in the kitchen. My, my dad never entered the kitchen for anything. And I mean for anything like water, whatever it is, he will get served. He just never entered the kitchen. It was just once in my entire life that I saw my father cooking in the kitchen. I think my mom had traveled to Israel for... Um, um, I can't remember what it was but that was the one time i saw my dad in the kitchen now i didn't realize how much i carried that in my subconscious and so when i got married and i constantly saw my husband in the kitchen my mind was recording as wrong like there was just something registering in my heart as ah, this is not right so this is not right i didn't realize that i had grown with that idea of the expectation that my husband shouldn't be in the kitchen i should be the one in the kitchen and it's funny because i don't even think i have that like thoughts like I, it's not it's not a conviction i have in my heart it's just something that sits in my subconscious because i saw it growing up i just saw that my dad was never in the kitchen it was only my mom that i ever saw in the kitchen and so getting married and having that same expectation in my own home it had to take a deliberate unlearning and the thing was that my husband honestly did not mind being in the kitchen and he actually enjoys being in the kitchen whether cooking or doing one thing or the other or baking and so having to unlearn that means that I had to also unlearn that expectation that wasn't even in the forefront of my mind, it was just in my subconscious. Now, this is even me just talking even about a subconscious expectation. People have very conscious expectations of their partners and husbands in relationship. And when these expectations are not met, the chances that it would end in a dispute are very high. So how do we overcome it at this point? One of the very, very important keys in any kind of partnership, including friendships, mentorships, even parent, parenthood, is communication. And we cannot emphasize this 
more than you already is emphasized we have to learn to communicate with the people that we say that we love we have to learn to deliver our points without judgment without um, um arrogance without a superiority to to the tone of it we must be able to bring ourselves down not just also to communicate but also to listen because remember that communication is not complete until the other person understands what we have said so if at the point of communication the person has not understood and so they're still asking us questions to clarify all up until that point we would not say we have communicated because that person does not understand enough if they had understood they wouldn't be asking questions so really when it comes to communicating our expectations so that they do not end up unmet we must learn how to communicate them in a way that they will understand it they will receive it and they will see that it is coming from good intention so if you're someone who is finding that you are constantly having being at loggerheads with your significant other because you have expectations that the person is not meeting i implore you to communicate with them and hey if you have communicated with them and you have seen no change whatsoever if it is something that is a non-negotiable i remember in married in, in partnerships there's the negotiables are non-negotiables the negotiables are things that you know where it's fine you can either have this or you don't have it i'm fine and i don't i don't really care too much for it the non-negotiables are the things that you have to have and for a believer we know that in a non-negotiable is having shared values having shared convictions so if you find that you are constantly having to remind or correct your significant other about an unmet expectation you have to get honest with yourself if it is a negotiable that means that it is something that you are willing to even if it's for the rest of your life constantly remind the person you are happy to be in that place and pray and hope that they change and begin to meet that expectation on the other hand if it's a non-negotiable what you would just do is you would end up frustrating yourself in such a partnership and you wouldn't just frustrate yourself you also frustrate the person so if you see that it is something that is absolutely non-negotiable then it is better you walk away earlier rather than later now on this idea of expectation it's also very important that everyone listening to this right now reminds themselves that your partner will never satisfy you 100 and i say this as someone who is in a very very loving marriage and absolutely loves and adores her husband and i love how i am being loved in this marriage but i am telling you that your partner does not have the capacity to love you 100% and by that I mean they do not have the capacity to feel you in the way that you desire to be filled. The Bible tells us that God has created us and he has put eternity in our hearts. Whether or not we realize it, there is a part of us that yearns for God. There is a part of us that yearns for divinity. The same way that no matter how every human being tries to say, oh, I'm not a Christian or I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't believe in religion or I'm, not, I'm agnostic or I'm atheist, everybody has something that they have been doing in their lives whether or not they've acknowledged it or not usually the things you give your time your talent and resources to will tell you what that god is in your life even christians today they are christians that oh they are christians they go to church but by the time you look at where they are giving their time their talent and their resources you would find that oh they are saying with one thing with one with, with this mouth and with the other hand they are doing another thing so it is so so important that we realize that your partner does not have it in them the god has not created them or given them to you to satisfy you to the degree that only god can so as a believer who is in a relationship i want you to remember not to put the burden on your partner to satisfy you 100 percent remember that there is only god who created you that created a void in you that only him 
in his fullness would fill you with so every single time you find yourself getting iffy or just constantly feeling like oh i just feel unsatisfied maybe it is just your spirit that is yearning for that that for who it was created for and i think that more young girls need to learn this when i talk to girls and i counsel them and they go back and forth about how he's not doing this he's not doing that you know i just think and i see at the base of it it is them just not satisfied with the relationship that they have with god and i'm not even trying to spiritualize it it is the reality of things i'm married now i definitely see how with the height to which my husband loves me i still know that it is only god that can satisfy me so it is a reminder for you as well that with all of the expectations that you have you remember that your partner cannot fulfill it completely only god can now still speaking on the expectations in light of the 50 50 phenomenon i want you to know that within a partnership there should never be a dissection of how many percent everyone is bringing now let me make myself clear I don't want a case where a woman is in a relationship and she's the one that is constantly giving 100% without getting anything back. The moment that it is unrequited love, unrequited love is where you are loving someone that absolutely doesn't love you. And a lot of times it's hard for people to read. So I'm here to tell you how you can read unrequited love. You are the only person that is putting effort in that relationship. When you communicate your desire for the other person to put in effort, you are met with gaslighting they are saying that oh it's just all in your head i'm trying my best or i'm busy and this and that so when you just find that the effort is coming from you alone that is very clear example that you are in a situation of unrequited love it's nothing to be ashamed of i just want you to respect yourself by yourself and pack your things and move when that person is ready you know they will come after you and most times people like that when they are ready they'll go after the people they actually want so i want you to know that in considering the 50 50 phenomenon you cannot expect every single time that you are bringing 50 and the other person is being 50. Now, there will be days where you will bring 80, the other person will bring 20. Other days, you, you will bring only 10, the other person will bring 90. One of the beautiful things about love is that it is not rationed. And by rationed, I mean every single day you wake up with a full loaf of bread. Even though today passes and I cut half of that loaf and I give to my husband, the next day, my loaf of bread is replenished it is full again that is how our love must be it must constantly be full there's no reason why we should say that you know what yesterday i gave you 50 percent today is your turn to give me 50 percent the moment we begin to love in that way we are tainting the pure love of god it becomes a very selfish love and by the way a lot of things that we call love in the world today is not love it's infatuation it is it is obsession it is you know just different things that we have tagged love and it's so important that we are able to differentiate when something is love and when it is not and one of the things that you would find with love is that it is very pure okay the bible says love keeps no record of wrong if i just go and read first corinthians 14 after you finish listening to this particular podcast episode and it will give you a rundown of exactly what love is so if you're in a partnership relationship i want you to know that it is not okay for you to wake up every day and expect the other person to bring a percentage because you're bringing another percentage if it becomes a thing of consistently being the one topping the tank of the partnership like i said earlier please pack your things respect yourself enough remember that jesus died for you because sometimes i used to tell people oh don't forget that you are loved at home but it's like that one doesn't work so i used to remind people that jesus hung on the cross for you so for jesus to hang on the cross for you for somebody else to come and not glorify your messages or constantly giving you excuses of why they cannot you know um, um you know love you in the way that you perceive or would want to be loved please respect yourself enough and move
So this is it when it comes to expectations within relationships. 100% we have expectations, we must communicate them in a loving way such that the other person understands. When it comes to the 50-50 phenomenon, it is non-existent in a relationship or marriage that is head that, that Christ is the head of. Anywhere that God is, you will know that everybody is constantly led to give a 100%. Sometimes even when they don't feel up to it, it's the other person that will even be like, oh no, baby, take it easy. Let me do it. Do you understand? For example, this evening, actually, very, very, very practical example. I finished from work and earlier in the day, I spoken to my husband on the phone. I was so tired, but I spoken to him earlier today and he had told me how he was so tired. Like he said, he was going to try to work earlier. He just wanted to rest. Now, because I had read that message, I decided I was going to cook something for him, despite how tired and fatigued I was. I was like, you know, I want him to really come back and eat something prepared. He came back and he met me cooking in the kitchen and as I was cooking, I actually had my work laptop beside me. I was still working as I was cooking and as soon as he came in, even though I knew he was tired and he wanted to go up, he stayed with me in the kitchen and I was saying to him, baby, go and rest and he said, no, that's fine, he'll stay with me. At some point, he saw how I was struggling with my laptop and, and the food. He literally said to me, go and finish what you're doing because I, I finish work a little um, later than he does. So he said, I should go and finish it and he'll finish the cooking. Obviously, I felt bad because that was my intention. I wanted to, you know, get something ready for him before he came back. But he came back and he just saw that, okay, I'm also tired. I've, I've also still got work to do. Yes, he's tired as well. Yes, he's hungry. But even though it means him stretching himself beyond his own weakness, he will do that for me. And this is what I'm saying in terms of if you constantly just feel that every time you're stretched, the other person should also stretch. Like I said, you are tainting the purity of love and you are making it a tit-for-tat thing, a selfish thing. So 100%, everybody should be putting effort within a relationship, but the moment it becomes only one person pushing, that is when you know that it is time to respect yourself and respect Jesus that died on the cross for you. Thirdly, when it comes to disputes within relationships, it is important that two people within a relationship learn to disagree before the disagreement comes. And this is why I really advocate for relationship counseling, marriage counseling. I think these things are very important. Do not ever despise counsel. As the Bible says, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Speak to older couples, speak to people who have been at it longer than you have. Find out how do they disagree in such a way that it does not tear apart their homes? Because the perfect couple that you are thinking of right now also have disputes and disagreements. However, they have decided that this is the way that we are going to fight even when we have disagreements and disputes. This is the way we are going to tackle it. So one of the big things that my husband and I do is that we prepare in advance for disputes and disagreements. We say, you know, no matter how bad we fight, we will still sleep in the same bed. No matter how bad we fight, we will still you know hug the other person or say hello to the other person before we leave for work so these are ground rules that everyone is aware of and we normally talk about these things while everyone is in a good happy mood so that even when those moments come at this you will remember that okay this was what was said so it's important for you to also prepare in advance of those times if there's a way that you guys often disagree we guys start disagreeing people will not talk for one week two weeks it is unhealthy it is unhealthy and if you're doing it in a relationship you would do it as well in marriage so i really 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 would like to charge you to talk about it with your partner this is the way that we are going to have disputes in this house we are not going to raise our voice no one is going to insult the other person we are not going to involve in third party before we speak to each other if we are involving a third party it is by mutual agreements that we are involving a third party so have those ground rules that are guiding your relationship and marriage and ensure that you both stick to it if you guys do fight and you find the other person faulting 
on it be the bigger person because i don't know there's something that people will say about bigger person like, why can't the other person be the bigger person why is he only me again do not taint the purity of love number four i really really want you to pay attention to your mental and your emotional health when you are in seasons of disputes and disagreements the moment that you notice that your mental and emotional uh, mind or you, your health is affecting this as normal the moment you begin to accept constantly fighting as normal constant disagreements as normal constantly is the key word here it is evidence of dysfunction i cannot emphasize this enough guys i have talked with a lot of people over my very short life and I hear them how they go on and on and on of the disagreements and disputes that they are having with their partners. And I think to myself, why haven't you left? Why hasn't the other person left? Like I believe in doggedness as a believer, but there are certain things that you should not be applying your doggedness to. And one of those things is a relationship that is already dysfunctional. Now, people hardly ever know when their relationship has become dysfunctional. People hardly ever know when they are being, they are being emotionally and mentally abused. Half of the time, it is people outside that will see and tell you that, ah, this person is emotionally abusing you, or this person is mentally abusing you. But the person in the shoe would never really know. Very rarely would they realize that they are being emotionally and mentally abused and very, 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 very infrequently or not frequently we realize that it is it has become dysfunctional constant disputes constant disagreements it's only a matter of time before you begin to accept it as normal oh that's how we are that's how our own relationship works we fight all the time we are constantly at loggerheads it is not normal you did but when you look at your your relationship or your marriage lifespan the times that you fought should not be anywhere close to the times that you were good or you were happy. I do not believe that that is how God offered it. Remember that we learned God from God, love. We learned love from God Himself. When we look at the way God loves us, the Bible says that He is slow to anger, abiding in mercy. Even yesterday, I even read the scripture in Leviticus that says that you will, He will not even um, turn away from his children or he will not allow anger to turn him away from his children or something like that. I don't remember the exact scripture. So this is me just paraphrasing but that is how god loves us with that everlasting love and so even when it comes to loving our human partners here on earth that must also be evident because we are learning from god we are not learning love from the world we are not learning from the movies we are watching or the thing even we are not you're not learning love even from this podcast if anything you should be picking out points and even going back to pray and read about it in the word so that you can get conviction about it so I really want someone listening to this to really pay attention to their mental and emotional health. If you have come to a place that you have accepted constant disputes and constant disagreements as normal, I want you to know that that is dysfunctional. You have two options. Seek counsel about it or you walk away from that relationship. But do not stay there and wallow in it until it completely eats you up. There are consequences for these things, guys. There are consequences for it. So this is me really advising you to make sure that you are constantly keeping your mental and emotional health in check. Don't ignore your spiritual health. More than half of the time, when you start to feel low mentally and emotionally, it's only a matter of time before it gets to your spirits. So I want you to always guard that place, which is by prayer and study of the word, so that even when you're low emotionally and mentally, the spirit of God will you know, minister to you and even help you further. Finally, after all is said and done, I want everyone listening to this to know that compatibility matters in a partnership. If it is absent, disputes will be plenty 
compatibility is such an important factor when it comes to partnerships and relationships if despite trying to sort out a constant issue or constantly or trying to stop the constant fighting and disputes nothing happens it could be that compatibility is not in that relationship and by compatibility i mean mostly when it comes to values mostly when it comes to convictions if compatibility is absent you would constantly fight and this is like i said for relationships that have not reached marriage if you're already in a marriage relationship and you find that there is incompatibility in anything there's always a way out and usually you will get that by prayer as well as by counseling so make sure that within your relationship within that partnership that you are in if you find that there is high levels of incompatibility when it comes to your values and your principles and convictions then it is evidence that you need to walk away and hey guys don't be scared of walking away no matter how much time you have invested in that partnership if you have seen that things are just not working don't use the time you spent as an excuse to remain there and remain miserable love is so beautiful and so full <laughs> i was about to quote someone i think it was the band that said don't get it twisted guys love is a beautiful thing and that was how god authored it god did not offer constantly going back and forth in a love relationship there should be the good and the happy times and they should far outweigh the times where you feel low and you feel down i'm very convinced that when we begin to view disputes and disagreements in a healthy light it would really impact our relationships as well as our partnerships and marriages if we constantly see it as something to avoid then without even realizing it we are setting ourselves up for unhealthy relationships so hey don't see it as something to run away from or avoid rather prepare in advance of how to handle those seasons of disagreements and disputes and at the end after every disagreement and dispute whether or not you know it you go stronger whether with yourself as well as with the person you learn lessons and you get stronger together so when you see couples that are very strong in bond i want you to know that they have overcome several disputes and disagreements and now they can stand strong together because that the bonds after every disagreement has drawn even closer and become even stronger so that is a challenge to someone Italy you overcome disputes sit down and think what have i learned from this and how can i make sure i do better next time and that is how you build a stronger bond and you also learn for yourself individual and build a stronger bond with your partner so this has been day two i look forward to speaking to you next not not next week tomorrow actually i'm so used to saying next week because i release the podcast episode every week but here i am doing it every day for the next six days now this is fought for one podcast navigating life and relationships love and light bye